You're listening to the Tidy Revival Podcast, where we explore the stories and emotions behind decluttering and home organization. I'm your host, Carly Adams, home organizer and creator of the clutter-free home process. Now, this is the time where I remind you that this is not a show for little ears. If your kids are in the room, please pause now. This show has an explicit rating. We're going deep. We're going through your shit while we're going through your shit. Now, let's get started. If you're enjoying this episode, we would love if you would rate and review the show. It helps us get in front of more people, and we really, really appreciate it. (laughs) Hey, Angela. How are you, Carly? I'm good. (laughs) We were just talking about how, since this recording is going on both of our podcasts, that kicking it off is a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just, we'll just dig into it. Let's just dig right in. We met on Instagram and in following each other, found that we have kind of some same values that we bring to the table with our organizing. And we'd been chatting in the DMs about, you know, those types of things. And we were like, Hey, let's bring this conversation to our audiences. Absolutely. I'm really excited about it. And one of the things that we were talking about recently that doesn't have to do with this conversation, but we thought would be really fun to talk about maybe as like a little icebreaker, as you will, are our prom stories because your daughter recently went to prom and was so beautiful. She did. She was kind of cute. She knew it too. She was... <laughs> I'm obsessed with her dress. So pretty. So is she. <laughs> And it led us to talking a little bit about our own prom stories. I'm going to let you kick it off. Tell me what you wore to prom. Tell me about your your whole look. Oh, it was, it was 1986, 87. And I actually had moved away in high school and I was headed back to Connecticut. I'd moved to Wichita, headed back to Connecticut to attend my boyfriend's prom, my (gasps) boyfriend at the time's prom. And I was super excited. I mean, it was a big deal that my parents let me go and got to see all my friends that I had missed. And I was basically pretty in pink. I know that the listeners can't see that, (gasps) but you can't see it because it's but that is me in the middle and it is just it's like pepto-bismol pink with the the poofy shoulder pads and the long skirt covered up i'm surprised i'm not wearing gloves but yeah it was and we thought we looked great i mean we did for the for the time you know yeah okay you remind me of the bridesmaids dress from 16 candles oh that is exactly it. <laughs> that is how our listeners can get an idea, a visual of what I looked like in 1987 attending prom. Of course, no one was doing our hair and makeup. We were doing all that. It was humid out. My hair was flat by the time we got to the prom, by the time we got to the pictures. You know, it just was, but we had so much fun. That was the, you know. That was oh my thing. gosh. Yeah. We're, so what about yours? If you're open to it. I'm down to share these photos on of social. Course. Yeah. I didn't Why not? Dig, I didn't dig it up before the recording. So I apologize because you came to the table prepared. <laughs> I will show you this. It's going to happen, but 
the year was 1999. Is that right? No, 2000. It was my junior prom. And I had a mouth full of braces. I was very cool. I played the trombone in the marching band and I was, I was like this girl who was emotionally caught between my love of all things like beautiful and dainty and things. But I also wanted to be like punk rock princess. I was in a garage band. Did you play the trombone in the garage band? (laughs) Yes, because at this time, ska was very big. Love it. (laughs) We considered ourselves a sinister ska band, and we were called Bottoms Up, which is an appropriate name. Oh my gosh, that's fabulous. (laughs) But I was wearing this like green chiffon-y type of number. It was very, very inexpensive. And it had these like little like rosebuds, little appliques all around the front and I had my hair in curls piled on my head and the grin on my face. Like I remember, I still remember like the Clinique eyeshadow palette that I got with like pink eyeshadow to match the roses. And my mouth was just full of, full of metal. And the smile was like as big as the room. And I just had a great time. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Yes. If only like all of our kids now could have that kind of confidence, right? Like that's what, that's what they need. <laughs> yeah. I That's what I felt radiating from your daughter. She looked so beautiful. And I was like, girl, if you're not feeling that, like <laughs> I'm she feeling was, that. she was hilarious. And I actually made a video of us, of us getting ready for prom of mm-hmm. me getting her hair done and her makeup. And it was, you can't really see it on the video. Cause I did like a time-lapse, but she, at one point, like I get the makeup, I get the hair done and I get the makeup on and she takes a look and she just got this grin. She was like, Oh, I look good. Like, mm-hmm. it, like it hit her, you know, it was so cute. And she just had a ball. It was really fun. Yeah. I'm so happy for her. I have to share watching that video brought back a memory from when one of my sisters was in high school. I think I, I must've been visiting because I wasn't living at home when she was in high school. So I must've been visiting, or maybe this is, maybe it was when I I moved back for a hot second. Even that time period doesn't add up actually. Maybe she's in middle school. I don't know. I can't remember in my mind, she's in high school, but when I'm thinking about it, I was like, was I visiting, but she came home and she had like a church function or band or something, and then had maybe 30 minutes to get ready for like a formal and then leave. And I am in a household of it's four girls. I'm the oldest. She's the youngest. And we were like, we got you girl. And like one of us was like doing her makeup and the other two were like doing the hair. And we just like whipped her in and that out. That is looking. awesome. <laughs> it was so much fun. And it was so chaotic. And we always shared one bathroom, this like little bathroom and it. So that bathroom was always chaos. But that day, I mean, it's like one of my happiest memories from growing up. Is it really like the getting ready part? Just as much fun, if not more than the, the actual event, I think like 100%. It's fun to, yeah, it's just fun to dress up and get ready and, and just feel pretty, you know, for me, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Yeah. Love it. You feel like a little princess. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, so let's, now that we know all about our prom stories, which some might argue is the most important part of this whole conversation. Exactly. 
Uh, let's kick off some intros. I know that said I'd, I'd go first. So my name is Carly Adams. For those of you who don't know me, I'm the owner of Tidy Revival. I am a community creator. I'm a podcaster and I help people get their homes organized as my day job. And yeah, I love helping people with too much stuff, create clutter-free spaces with simple systems so they can do more of what you love. And I'm located in Sacramento, California, which is why I am so excited that we met online because I feel like Instagram makes some fun relationships possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. Should I go now? Yeah. Okay. Yes. And so for those that don't know me, I'm Angela O'Brien. I'm the owner of Your Space Reclaim Professional Organizing, and I am a professional organizer here in Dallas, Texas. I am also the mom, obviously, of my daughter, who her name's Casey, and she has Down syndrome. She's 19. And I also have a son who's out in school in California. And a couple years ago, I started, I've been a stay-at-home mom, and I've been an advocate for both my kids for all their lives, actually, and very involved in the Down syndrome community. But once I started doing professional organizing, I got more involved in the special needs community, and I've kind of switched gears in the last year and really started to focus on helping families of people with special needs get organized because we while it's quite similar to organizing for other families there are just some different challenges and different things the different emotional things that we go through mm-hmm. and so I feel like just my experience has led me has called me to start working with the, these families and so I started a podcast this year called especially organized and here we are. So awesome. I love the work that you do. And I love the advocacy that you do. And yeah, that's really what brought us together today. Well, what I can say about that is I reached out to you, I think, because I somehow found you on Instagram and I checked out your website. And I was so impressed with how you had your values up front and center on your website and how you are a strong LGBTQ advocate and you are a great supporter of that community. And I have a gay son and a daughter with Down syndrome. So I have two kids that I advocate for, two kids that I consider myself a mama bear of. And so I was just so impressed that you had that all over your website and that it is such an important part of your your business and how you use your values in your in to communicate what you want to accomplish with your with your clients and so i reached out to you because i was so impressed and then here we are (laughs) i i appreciate you saying that so much and i i remember i was in a workshop in 2020 when everything was going on in the wake of george floyd's death and the black lives matter movement was just like really at its I don't want to say peak, but like, there was just a lot going on in that space. And I was in this workshop and we were talking about company values and how essentially like being proud about how being proud about your values matters. And with everything that was going on, it's, I know that some people I'm, you can't see the air quotes that I'm doing, but like found it divisive if they talked about it. But at the same time, what that really meant is that you're not speaking up for the people that you're trying to help. And if you're not speaking up, then you're not helping 
anything. Right. And, and so in that there was a, there was a pledge that they, they inspired us to be a part of. And it was, that was one of the components was like being loud and proud about your values. And it really hit home for me because I, so I grew up in a really, and I know if you listen to my podcast and you've listened for a while, like none of this is new stuff, but if you're an Angelus podcast, hi, I grew up in a really conservative household and super religious and very, yeah, very conservative and just got the direct impression in life that just like being gay was not okay. And that didn't really feel like a safe option for me. So there were a lot of things that I just didn't, wasn't ready to like be out and proud and loud about. And it took me until I was 36 to like really like fully come out to like my parents and more people in my life. And especially in the last year, I kind of made the rounds with some people close to my life. I was like, Hey, I'm going to start talking about this more. So if we haven't gotten to it yet, I'm by FYI. So you don't learn it on the internet because I'm tired of not talking about it to like kind of tiptoe around certain people's feelings. So I'm like, well, everyone's just going to have to get over it because it is what it is. And it actually affects you zero. So here we are. And (laughs) then now it's just been a bigger part of like, what's important to me to just, you know, not really, it's not about like allyship, but about like being in the community and then for other communities saying like, I got your back and I give a lot of, I don't know how you feel about cursing, a lot of poops. And so I just want to be more, yeah, more cognizant of that and about how I represent my personal values, but as the company values, cause I can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think too, you are supporting your community by being your authentic self as you in your, in your community, on your podcast, throughout your website, in your work, all of those things. Right. And so you, you can't support your community without being, I think your authentic person and showing that, you know, and honestly too, it's like, yeah, you, you can't support the community and you can't support yourself. Right. Yeah. You know, you can't support yourself. And I think that's been the biggest thing in the last couple of years where it's been kind of like, rediscovering who I am as a person. And like, especially when you start a business in our industry, and this isn't to, can't talk. This isn't to critique the industry. I just think that in general, it can feel easier to paint a picture of perfection as the person who knows the secrets about organization. I feel like can't see the air quotes, more air quotes, Perfection is something that people kind of equate with home organizations sometimes. I agree. Yes. Yes. And and I feel like it's very dangerous and it's not helpful. And I can't tell you the amount of times that someone, people have said like, oh, your home must be perfect. Right. And it's like, no, my home's not perfect. We just all find simple systems that work for us Mm -hmm. and We try to maintain them. And then sometimes we have to go ahead and redo them and we're decluttering too. We all have things we're working on. Yep. And, and perfection is a myth. Perfection (laughs) is a myth. Yes. I've definitely had people say, oh, I will never let you look in my closets. I would never let you look in that house or that, that room or whatever. I've had relatives say that to me. (laughs) <laughs> Me too. You know, and I'm like, no, you don't understand. I am not here to judge. Like, we are all 
none of us are perfect. We all have, I love to have, I love to talk about the out of sighter. That's like the room or the garage or the basement that like where things go to die, you know, you close the door and we all have that. We all have a space like that. We all yes. have, we can't always be on top of all of our stuff all the time. Like, and professional <laughs> organizers are no exception to that. Yeah. And those are my favorite spaces to work in. Um, Same. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yes. Yeah. My favorite client was a 20 year old, a garage that had not been touched in 20 years. Mm -hmm. It took us three months and mm -hmm. we had a ball. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Because at that point, people are letting their guard down, you know, yeah. you're, so we have a little slogan on my podcast and I'll edit it for cursing for yours. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I'm okay with that. We can have a little spice in it. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but we say, I have like a disclaimer at the beginning, like the show is not for little ears. I'm like, we're going through your shit while we're going through your shit. Which because I love, <laughs> I love that. That's what just, that like hooked me. It just hooked me. I love it. Because it's so emotional. And it really is. And to be someone that people many times start working with as a complete stranger who then is like part of these very vulnerable places in their home. It's like, what an honor. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I get to see things that like not many people get to see, you know, when they let me in and when they really trust me. And I so appreciate that. And I hold, I hold that like privilege very, very softly and carefully, you know, because yeah. it is a, it is a gift and it is a privilege of me to be able to help these people and, and enter these spaces or these like emotional situations where they're going through and they're trying to figure stuff out, you know, mm -hmm. and, and we have to, we have to safeguard that and we have to be careful with that. And, and it's important that we acknowledge that, but it is, it's, it's the emotion and it's the, the physical thing. I mean, I've seen financial statements, like I've seen all kinds of stuff, you know, and, uh -huh. and we have to, we have to realize the importance of the no judgment and the, just the ability, the, the gift that that is to us. Yeah. And to, to be given that trust is amazing. And yeah, you're right. We, we see all the things, right. And it's for us to take it and to zip it. Exactly. And to just put it in the vault. Yeah. And to help them figure out how to live their life better in, mm -hmm. in a more organized way that helps them in whatever, mm -hmm. whatever way that is for them. And I know you do a lot of work with the Enneagram. I do. I do. I do some work. I, I'm certified as an Enneagram coach and I do speak on it. Wow. And I love to, I love to share about it. I love to introduce it to people so that they can get started on their journey because I do think it's a very personal journey and mm -hmm. I do try to use it some in my work, but I, I'm not like, Hey, here, can you take this test so that I can see what number you are? Like, that's mm. not really the point of it. I understand enough about the Enneagram so that I can get an idea of when I'm working with someone where they might fall. And so that might, that might help me figure out the best way to work with them. And mm -hmm. so that's how I use it. And then I also just, I will work one-on-one -on -one with people sometimes if they're struggling with trying to figure out their type. I will 
utilize it in that way. And I, and I, like I said, I love to speak about it and share about it and then introduce people to it so that they can kind of start their own journey. So that's how I use it. And favorite thing is to speak about it. Yeah. To like women's groups and I've done a couple mm -hmm. companies and things like that. So it is super fun, but it's definitely awesome. a tool. Like, you know, I mean, we, we each job, I'm sure you'd see they each client, they're different and their spaces are different. And so we have to treat them differently. And mm -hmm. the person, the Enneagram is just another tool in my toolbox that I use, you know, but it, it is yeah. helpful. It's really helpful. Yeah. And I can definitely see that. I know that I let you know, as full disclosure, before we recorded that the Enneagram is like one of those it's, it's, I know about it and I have friends that are very into it. I know enough about it to where I kind of like guessed my number. Oh, <laughs> interesting. I was wondering, or, you know, you know, people and they're like, oh, you're such a, whatever number it is. And then, so I remember telling someone once I was like, oh, my friend thinks I might be this number. So I'm just going to go with that. And she's like, no, you can never guess somebody else's number. You need to take the test. It's very personal. And I was like, okay, all right. Well, when it comes up again, I will take the test. And then, so you mentioned Enneagram. So I took the test. I found out I'm an eight. Mm. And when I was reading it, I was like, oh, <laughs> well, that's me. <laughs> so it made sense to you like that made the test made sense to you because sometimes the test, I actually, I recommend that if people want to take a test, that's awesome. But the best way is to start reading about it and learn a little bit about each type and then start to narrow down. Mm -hmm. uh, because sometimes those tests are not very accurate with the Enneagram. And the reason is because the Enneagram is based on our motivations and not our behavior. So it can be very difficult as we're taking a test to kind of know what our true motivations are you know there's mm -hmm. always a behavior issue you know there's always you could always like you know that was the behavior but motivations it can be a little bit more difficult yeah so yeah yeah it's really fun and when you were saying about how you use it as a tool for clients there's this other personality thing i won't even get into it but Brittany, who helped she edits this podcast and she does a bunch of our most of our content she's our content manager she basically likes makes my life run and makes Teddy Revival happen. But we did the test to a different test together as the client to help us understand. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And this one was more like kind of like financial personality. So like maybe more how you'd be more motivated, motivated to shop, save, like that sort of thing. So from yeah. a marketing perspective, but it was really interesting to take it as her, as her, because our ideal client is neither Brittany nor myself, but right. as we were taking it together, we're like, oh, that's so her. Oh, that's absolutely her. And we were really like agreeing on the answers. Yeah. 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 So I think that those can be really helpful if other organizers are listening to take a personality test like that as your ideal client. So yeah. that you can dig more into their motivations and their patterns. Yeah, yeah. And I think, and there's a great book, we can put this in the show notes, I always recommend this, it's The, it's the Road Back to You by Ian Cron and Suzanne Stabile. Suzanne actually lives in Dallas here, so I've gotten to take a fair amount of her classes. She's not who certified me, but um, she's she's a great teacher, but her there it's a great primer. It's a really great primer, easy to read, easy to learn about each of the numbers. And so you just get kind of this broad, broad range, like just a general education, because one of the benefits of the Enneagram is not just learning about yourself, but having some compassion for the other numbers and how they think, how they feel, how, what they do and why they do it. And mm -hmm. when we have that compassion and that understanding and that empathy, it just helps us work better, understand things better, you know, 
all of those things. So just run society better. Really. I truly believe that, you know, so. I'm absolutely with you on that. So let's talk about our clients and the safe spaces we want to create for them. Yeah. I know you'd mentioned when you're working with your parents of special needs children, how some of the practices that you have, like it's this, it's the same as other clients, but there are other considerations that you might be making along the way. Can you expand on that a little bit? Organizing for families of special needs is, is quite similar, obviously, but one of the main differences is that I think we have, when I, when I think about what one of my mentors, Lori Palau talks about is the clutter pit pitfalls. There's indecision, mm-hmm. there's overwhelm, guilt, time, and procrastination. Well, moms and dads of kids with special needs, we have a lot of overwhelm because we're just dealing with a lot of, we're dealing with a lot more doctor's appointments, a lot more therapy. We are having to spend extra time with our children to do some of the more basic tasks maybe. So we have, so we have less time. We have a lot of overwhelm. And I think that we also have a fair amount of guilt and over, that's not it shouldn't be there, but society brings that onto us because maybe our kids aren't developing to the level that we would like them to be or to the level that a typical child might be. But, and so we, you know, is I, I've had a mom talk to me about, she couldn't get rid of some of these baby toys that her eight-year-old had because the, her child wasn't reading yet. And she thought that these alphabet blocks might still be helping. And she had that guilt that if I let go of this, if I, if I release these, then am I not helping my child, you know, in to, to learn to read. So those kinds of things, just, I think there's just some emotional components that come into play. And so I think just having some compassion and understanding for what that's like as a mom, I think coming in in that way, I help them think about things differently, like work on their mindset and understand where that overwhelm is coming from. And, and then also maybe to reduce some of that guilt. And then Mm -hmm. we just work on, and as far as time goes, you know, just trying to set up systems that help reduce the, 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 the time needed for, you know, whatever it is, whether it's a morning routine, trying to get out the door, setting up systems that reduce some of the, the chaos of some of those transitions, you know, setting up calendars for like, my daughter is really visual and wants, she's very aware of the calendar and what is going on and she wants to understand what's next. And so we do that with a a calendar in her room and it's a dry erase and it's a monthly calendar. Some people need a written calendar by the day. Some people need, you know, pictures, other things, but for her, it's very helpful because it reduces the amount of questions that I get all the time because she understands what's coming next and she doesn't Mm -hmm. have to continue ask so so those are some of the things that i think about as i'm working with families i love that yeah yeah i love that so much yeah yeah so your turn i want to understand what you do when you are working with your clients and how you make them feel like they are in that safe space that we want to create for them yeah my goal my goal in talking about it more as to, well, A, there's a lot of mean people out there, out there in the world. There just are. And especially for the LGBTQ community, feeling safe is going to be a really big thing, depending on where you are, depending on if you're around new people, like even talking about things may not be safe, let alone 
like disclosing your whole life. Right. So if I have families where, you know, it's two moms, it's two dads, their kids are there. They need to know. I, I want it to be front and center, you know, on my social. I want you to see that I'm a part of the rainbow chamber when you go to my site so that you could just see immediately without ever connecting with me that like, I got your back. And even if you don't have my vibe yet, at least, you know, that like, you know, it's like when businesses have like a little rainbow sticker in their doorway, they're mm-hmm. like, come on in. Right. Yeah. I got they you. know, they feel safe that, 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 uncertainty isn't there, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then from there, then we'll get into personality. You know, do you like mm-hmm. me as a person? Cause if not, I'm, I'm not going to be everyone's cup of tea. I get that. And that's also totally fine. Like my goal is to always help people find the right person. That's, that's there yeah. for them, but especially too, for like, you know, we'll post on social about like the trans day of visibility and other issues, like especially for my trans brothers and sisters, I just want them to know that this is, I want them to know that this is a safe space. Mm -hmm. I want them to know that if they needed an organizer, but didn't know where to start in finding somebody that I'm not going to come in and have like a bunch of questions about your medicine. I'm not going to be asking a bunch of questions as we're going through your closet as to like, wait, wait, what, 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 you know what I mean? You don't, what's this for? Yeah. (laughs) There's just a shorthand and depending on how far folks are in a transition or how out they are, or just where they're at in that journey. I know that that can be really difficult because you end up having, having like essentially two wardrobes and as things shift in your journey, like that's when you maybe purging some parts, not other parts, getting more, you know, there's like all these different things that come into play. And then around the bathroom too, you end up having like a lot more accoutrements, especially yeah. on the side of like medications and all, all sorts of things. So yeah, I want to know, I want to just like let folks know that this is a safe space where somebody has that shorthand that they don't have to explain things that everything's going to be fine. And like that, that's, I think the the most important part on my end. Yeah. I love that though. And it, and I, it like, it transfers over into my community of special needs where we might have equipment, equipment, wheelchairs or walkers or, you know, things for their hands or their feet or, you know, and it's, it's just this, it's this hurdle that you don't have to, that, that our clients don't have to worry about that. They don't have to be guarded with their questions, you know, like, because we're going to walk in and we're going to already have an understanding and appreciation and an empathy. We'll just move right on. Yeah. It's that shorthand. Yeah, exactly. I love that. I love that phrase. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love it. Are we friends on social media yet? Whether your jam is Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, or Facebook, follow us at tidy revival for tips and updates. So let's talk about some of the benefits of having an organizer at all, because I know that, oh, and that's in our notes, actually, shorthand of having someone there who knows where you're coming There we go. Can you tell I like that phrase a lot? But yeah, I mean, hiring an organizer in-home isn't going to be the right choice for everyone. And if you don't feel like you need it, well, then, you know, don't worry about it. This, This part isn't for you. Feel free to just skip on ahead. But for a lot of folks, they're wondering... 
do I need that extra help? Like why? And I think there's also the words that I hear from people that they say a lot to me is that they feel guilty. Like they should have been able to do it by themselves, which I think stinks. And the reason I think it stinks is because a lot of us weren't born with that skill set. No, no, no. I and wasn't. I wasn't. I well, well, I, I think that I was, but uh -huh. I will give you an example. I mean, because I have always been naturally organized. Like I'm, mm -hmm. I'm like, that's my jam. Like I love it. Like that's my relaxation. But I will tell you when it comes to things like health, I've had to hire a health coach the last couple of years because I've been really, you know, I've been dealing with some back stuff. I have really got to keep my health in check. I have a I have a daughter that needs me for a long time. So I really, it's really important to me. So I've had to hire someone to help me do that. And I, I liken it to hiring a professional organizer. That is not my skill set in understanding like the right foods that I need to eat and understanding the nutrition and the brain health and the gut health. And so I've had to hire that expertise out. And it's the same thing as hiring a personal trainer or someone to do your hair or going mm -hmm. to the dentist, right? It's, it's <laughs> very similar, you know, I'm never going to clean my own teeth to that extent. I don't have the skills or the, or the, the, you know, materials, the equipment, you know, mm -hmm. so. And when, when I was getting organized, so I grew up as like a chronically disorganized person. <laughs> oh, did. interesting. Yeah. I did not have the skill set, but something that I talk about a lot is that, you know, when you hire an organizer, you're hiring somebody who's done hundreds of hours of research, either because they were on their own journey or for fun. Yeah. Fun <laughs> over some, here. Yeah. <laughs> or both. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I did a ton of research when I was going through it. Now it's just for fun. But, but yeah, I just, I did not have that skill set at all. And to be able to help people cut through what I found didn't work for me and draw on let me just pinpoint exactly some big changes you can make or like small changes that have a big impact over time. Yeah. So the benefit of hiring an organizer is that you're just getting, you're getting the short version. And then if something, if I suggest something to a client that maybe worked well for me, but doesn't for them, there are other things that I can draw on as well. Like other strategies that I've seen online or in a book or a TV show or whatever it is that we can say, okay, well, let's, what about this way? And I think that's a really important part of it too, is just yeah. like listening. Yeah. And I was going to say asking the right questions too, right? Like asking the right questions to get at the heart of what they need mm -hmm. and what system would be the best for them in their space. Right. Mm -hmm. I think something in our industry that's really interesting is that when folks haven't worked with an organizer, I think that they can they can get an impression that our, that we think our job is to come in and just tell you to get rid of everything, right? Just throw it away. And that's the fear that people have. Yeah. Yeah. And really we're just here to ask a bunch of questions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to help them think about it a little bit differently too, like, you know, and help them ask themselves, learn the right questions to ask themselves so that they don't need me. I mean, we have to work ourselves out of the job, you know, like, right. Yeah. Yeah. I find, and I think that that's so amazing because when people can walk away and say, you didn't really make me do anything. You just asked me a bunch of questions. And then I decided it's like, yeah, that's yep. the, that's the, that's whole the process. Yeah. That's, mm -hmm. that's, that's 90% of it. You know, the bins and the baskets are great, but 
when it really comes down to it, it's, it's what is working for you and how you are thinking about it, how you are approaching it. And mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. oh, I love it so much. Yeah. Hey, hon, are you looking to jumpstart your organization? Check out my free printable decluttering guide to give you inspiration on where to start. Just head to tidyrevival.com forward slash guide to get started. Yeah. Moving on, we were both talking about why or the importance really of talking to our communities and why that's important. And I've found that in, well, really all of this got started for me in really focusing on the special needs community by presenting to a group of moms who had kids with Down syndrome. And the discussion that ensued from that was so enlightening and so helpful. It it turned into, you know, someone would bring up an issue and another person would say, hey, oh yeah, that my daughter does the same thing. And here's an idea. This is what we did. And, and these were kind of unique to, you know, families of kids with special needs. And I thought, oh my gosh, like these, this group needs a voice and they need to know that they are not alone because I think just that helped ease some of their concerns and their frustrations and their their guilt you know and so being able to share to the special needs community that they are not alone in going through what they're going through and that organizing is just another aspect of you know, their life and, and there are people here to help and that we can all learn from each other, I think Mm -hmm. was really the reason that I got started doing this. So Mm -hmm. I, I think for our clients, no matter what, where they're coming from, but I can absolutely see how that can be, especially tough for your folks is that it can feel incredibly isolating, right? Especially if we're on social and we're just seeing everybody's highlight reels you might not put it together that, you know, oh, this person with the picture perfect family, they're always posing these, posting these like beautiful, you know, play dates at the park or picnics or whatever. You might not know that even though they're posting these beautiful picture perfect things, they might be struggling in other areas. Maybe that's why you don't see their house, you know, like exactly everybody's going through their own stuff. None of us are perfect. No, but I think that social specifically can, it can feel incredibly isolating. Like, well, I've had people, I've had many people say to me, like, I feel like there's something wrong with me. Why can't I do it? Yeah. And it's, that's hard to hear. It's really hard to hear. It's heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. And if you're listening and that's resonating at all, I just, I don't want it to go unsaid. There's nothing wrong with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. We all have our stuff and those Pinterest worthy pictures that you see on social media. If that person turned the camera around, (laughs) I can only imagine what you would probably see. So just remember that listeners, you know, (laughs) there's so many times and I have tried to, and I need to do a better job of this, but I have clients who, you know, they're not like trying to match their hangers, you know, and have, have perfect hangers. And they're not trying to, they're just trying to set up better systems. It doesn't have to be Pinterest worthy to be amazing for what you need it to be and to be life-changing, honestly, in some ways, you know, and it, it doesn't have to be that way. And lots of times 
it doesn't matter to me. There's, there's been many clients I've had where we're, we don't buy one bin. We don't, I'm not going to the container store or anything. We are just setting up better systems. We're using what you have. We are making it easier for you to live your life in the way that you want to live it. And I think for a lot of people having that permission slip of, no, you don't have to go to container store and spend $400 on plastic or acrylic bins to, to count is getting organized. Absolutely. I think that's so important because I mean, creating a beautiful pantry, is it nice? Yes. Like, do I enjoy it? Yes. Is that like what I consider my real job? No, no. My real job is helping people like figure out how to make decisions about what's in their house so that they can find the appropriate amount. They can live with what is the appropriate amount of stuff for them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Being able to retrieve what they need when they need it quickly and easily. Right. And being able to put it away easily for, especially for our ADHD people or people with special needs. We need to be able to put it away just as easily as we need to be able to retrieve it because that's the that's hard too. So just how simple can we make things? You know, I'm smiling like an idiot right now because I have this class and that I that I teach in one of the lines is like let's talk about what a system is. I say that what you just said verbatim. Like that's awesome. A system is yeah being able to find what you need. And put it away, like being able to find what you need when you need it and put it away easily. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. That's all we're really helping people do. Yeah. Even in my, I talked about, I can't remember where I talked about this recently, but even in my own room, in my underwear drawer, I, it's, you know, it's like underwear, socks and a couple of my sports bras and stuff and a couple of nightgowns that like, it's just like my go-to drawer for these, these different things. And I have had the same, so it must've been since we bought the dresser. So like five or so years ago, I just set it up with some shoe boxes, like just from shoes, not the cute acrylic kind, like from shoes, some shoe boxes, they fit. And like I set up the system, it has worked perfectly. I have no intention of switching it out. Like nothing's becoming so worn that like, it's not working anymore. It gives me the separation I needed. And I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Why would you switch that out when a no one else is seeing it? You don't care. <laughs> it's functional, right? Like, why would you spend the money on that? You know, when you could do that on something else that you would rather spend the money on that you see that makes you feel happy and loved. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm all for that. Like, I keep it simple. Keep it keep simple. Keep it simple. So. You know how they they say like the kiss method, like yeah. like keep it simple, stupid. I like to say silly, like keep it simple, silly. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I like that much better. That's awesome. Yes, I know. I'm like, won't let me use the word stupid. She says that's a bad word, so we are not allowed to use the word stupid here. We weren't allowed to use that in our house either. And I think actually now that you say that, I'm like, oh, that's totally why I have an aversion to that. Yeah. But I'm just like, make it silly. Like, yeah, keep it simple, silly. Like- yeah, I love that. I love that. That's awesome. Okay, so we wanted to let you know that if any of this resonates with you guys and you are looking to get help in your home, if you're local to SAC or Dallas, you can let us know. Absolutely. 
if you're not local to SAC or Dallas, we also do virtual organizing. Yeah. Which is a lot of fun. Yeah. And that really, I think, is just to set, it, it's just a guide, right? It, it, mm -hmm. It's just to, to give you a starting point to move on your own, you know, and to be yeah. there, right? This voice on your shoulder to be like, oh, okay, let's think about how this works and mm -hmm. how would you do that? So, you know. It's like an intense accountability partner. Absolutely. Yes. In a good way. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Not in a, not in a frustrating, like serious go, way. Go. Yeah. <laughs> not in a stressful way. No, no. And like a fun, like, Hey, okay, I'm stuck. Let's, let's go through this type of yeah. way. Yeah. I have been, so I've been doing virtual organizing since 2020 and it was really interesting to me because I, I was thinking about like, oh, I should start that. That sounds like something. Maybe I'll look into it like 2021, whatever, maybe in the future. And then there was an immediate need so that I could keep working. And I found that it was endlessly, it's always like inspiring for me as the person who's leading it. And also I just like get so happy when somebody is like, not close at all. Like if you're on the East coast or I was helping someone through a moving process and they were overseas and I was like, wow, we're doing it. We are doing the dang thing right now on the internet. And that will never stop making me. <laughs> that is awesome. I love that. Yeah. Being able to impact someone that's so far away, like who would have thought that 20 years ago, you know, I know. It's just, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love it so much. Yeah. Well, for, for my folks, Angela, is there anything else that you would want to, to leave as a, a takeaway? Any last thoughts? Oh gosh. I think, I think one, don't be afraid to reach out, to reach out for help to either a professional organizer or a friend, or, you know, it doesn't have to be a professional, like, like it's okay to want help in this area. I think, and we shouldn't, no one should be judged for that and no one should feel ashamed for that. So I hope that, that you can get inspired. You can, if you can't figure it out, ask for help. And even if it's just like one hour of virtual, like just to get started, you know, just simple things. So yeah, get um, that action plan in place. Yeah. Yeah. I think I don't want people to feel like embarrassed or anything for reaching out to a professional organizer. A hundred percent. That's, yep. I know that we always in our line of work say all the time, but we are not in the business of judging. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Is there it. anything else you would add? I think I, you know, I just want to echo what you said. We're not here to judge. We have seen it all and we are not here, you know, like people say like, Oh, is this the worst you've ever seen? Is what do people say that when you go to their house all the time? Oh, everybody, everybody yeah. <laughs> says that. And I'm like, trust me, it is not the worst. <laughs> and also, even if it was, I wouldn't say that to you. Right. That's exactly. not nice. Exactly. I would never not, say that. <laughs> that's not nice. We've got your back. That's right. what it boils down to. We've got right. your back. We're here to help you with kindness and love, understanding, and a bunch of patience. Yes, absolutely. A bunch of patience. And, and I think too, a reminder that honestly, at least for me, this is fun. 
the, yeah. the challenge of it is fun. And I know it's probably not fun to the person who's reaching out, like who's my client, but it's uh -huh. fun for me. Like I yeah. enjoy it. And so I don't mind the, the stress of it or the challenge of it or the frustration of it. Cause it's not mine, but I, but I, it's a puzzle and it's a, it's a challenge to me. And so I enjoy it, you know, so yeah. let me have it. Yeah. Our joy, our specific joy is getting you to the other side of the frustration. Exactly. Exactly. I love we, it when clients, we, I just love it when they say, oh, I feel so much better. Like that makes me so happy. You know, when they say I feel so much better, like, yes, I just love it. So yeah. I will dream up. I was just talking with another organizer. I will literally, if I have like a big job coming up the next day, or if I'm going back to one, I'll be dreaming about it at night. Like I think about it, you know, oh, yeah. all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially if there's kind of like a, an emotional mountain that, you know, is coming up for them. Yeah. And like, sometimes as I'm going to bed, I'm like thinking in like pep talks. Oh, I love that. I love that. Like, okay, how are we going to approach this? Yeah. You know, cause like we all, I need to get psyched up for things all the time. And I love being like a cheerleader Yeah, for a client. Yeah. But that's kind of, I mean, that's, what we are we're part cheerleader we're oh my gosh unlicensed counselor therapist. exactly unlicensed therapist mentor mover shaker mover. shopper hauler i was a dog walker at one point my sweet client that who's just one of my favorite clients they're all my favorite clients but i've had her for a long time she had knee surgery and her dogs got out while I was there. So I was running down the street, grabbing the dogs. You know, I'm like, well, this is part of my job today. I'm a dog walker, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's okay. Sometimes it was all right. Yeah. Sometimes you're a baby holder. We yeah. play a lot of roles and it's yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's okay. I love it. That's what makes this job fun. Totally. I am really happy to sit with you today and talk with you, Angela. Thank you. So fun. Thank you for the suggestion you came up with the suggestion and i love it and i just can't thank you enough i could talk to you forever i know we really could i'm yeah. sure we'll we'll probably circle back soon we will we will for sure awesome awesome thank you for tuning in today if you want to learn more about how i can help you head to tidyrevival.com to learn more about how i work with people one-on-one -on -one or in the clutter free home process private community if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe so you'll always have access to the latest show. We would also love to hear your takeaways. Feel free to tag us at Tidy Revival on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok. The Tidy Revival podcast is written and hosted by me, Carly Adams, and edited by Brittany McLean. Title song, Maverick, is by Dresden the Flamingo. And until next time, remember that you got this.